You're listening to a conversation recorded during the FETC 2019 conference in Orlando, Florida. Enjoy the program. Welcome back to FETC 2019. It's a lovely day here in Orlando. We have a lovely person in the seat. We're going to ask her to tell us who she is and where she's from and all that good stuff. So here we go. Thank you, and it's great to be with you here at FETC in this lovely Orlando weather today. <laughs> I'm Ann McMullen, and I am now an independent education consultant working primarily in the area of leadership and change management in K-12 education. I am based now in Los Angeles, California, but I spent my entire education career in the Klein School District just outside Houston, Texas. Yeah. I was there for 36 great years. I was uh, a U.S. history teacher for 18 years and in the mid-90s started playing around a little bit with technology with my eighth grade social studies class and because I was probably at that point about the only teacher in the district who wasn't a technology teacher using technology in a, in a regular classroom, the folks at the central office asked me to what I jokingly call cross over to the dark side and leave my <laughs> classroom and go work at the district office. But I had a wonderful opportunity there. Their charge to me was, Anne, we know this technology thing is coming. Figure out what we do with this for instruction. And so I was always on the teaching and learning side. I had the great opportunity to build a team of about 20 instructional technology coaches and work with libraries and, and really change the way we do teaching and learning. And that district Klein started one-to-one -one in 2006. But my husband and I have two sons who do what they do. They grow up, they have their own lives, and they both wound up in Los Angeles, California. So oh. when my husband retired from his job, we, five years ago, moved to Los Angeles. Oh. And that's when I, I started this, and yeah. I'm enjoying it very much. And that's yeah. a big change from Houston. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so but no snow in either place. So that's, that's true. Uh, there you go. That's, uh, there that's is that true. for sure. So uh, as you're working with leaders and, and working and talking to them about uh, implementing change and, and working through the change. Um, what are what's maybe one or two of the big, um, I don't want to say roadblocks, but one or two of the big concerns uh, or issues that you see with leaders who who want to talk to you about change, but who seem to be kind of maybe resistant to it themselves or, or maybe even unsure what, how to change? You know, I think the biggest challenge we're having today with change is the rapid pace of change. Mm. And right. so, you know, if I come to you today and say, you know, you really do this, it'll be great, you need to do this, but two months down the road I'm going to say, you know what? Here's this other thing. And yeah. so we really, in K-12 education, I think it's it's kind of polar ends. On one side, we have a system that has been around forever and that really got going during the Industrial Revolution where things became more organized for efficiency. And K-12 education was organized for efficiency, which is why we put children in a box at age five and then move them ahead at age six and age seven, and we do that. And, and it has been a very efficient system. It got millions of people educated and who might not have been so that was good mm -hmm. but I think today we're struggling with being effective right. not just efficient and because of all the changes going on in the world around us changing education is tough and the other issue that I think and I ask people this all the time I look at other professions the legal profession the medical profession are they having the same challenges that we are and the one thing that is unique to k-12 education is that unlike those other professions, everybody has been to school. 
So everybody has an image of what school should be. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with parents particularly, and they're entrusting you with their most prized possession, their children, and they have a vision of what school should be and what you're doing doesn't look like that, mm-hmm. that's a little difficult. Now, quite honestly, and I'm hearing even more at this conference as I talk to other leaders, as younger parents now have children in school, mm-hmm. that's becoming not quite the issue, but it still is. And and what uh, the technology, you know, teachers are under a lot of pressure. There's so much you have to do, and you have to really work with them. I think the other thing, I think there's oftentimes, as I alluded to earlier, kind of uh, innovation fatigue. You right. know, okay, and if I, if I come to a teacher and say, you know, this is what we're going to do, and it's not quite what she would like to do or he would like to do, it's kind of like if I just hold my breath, this will go away, right. and sometimes they do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then the next thing comes. So I think, back to your the original question, I think it's the rapid pace of change, mm. and I also think forces that we never had to deal with in education before, we now have to deal with. And one of those is, for example, cybersecurity. Right. Who knew, you know, the school was always a safe place where you sent your kids. Yeah. And now, maybe not. Yeah. Right. And, and we, we deal with cybersecurity on so many levels. Yes. And, and, and that also has, it, it's interesting how the whole cybersecurity thing has opened up even more understanding about the social element that we have to deal with. Exactly. And I know and that's becoming in here and that takes us into the emotional yes. element that we we're having to deal with. And um, so we've we've opened a Pandora's box of somewhat, but it's a Pandora's box that I think is going to lead to something better because it makes us think even more about how we can reach what the student needs. And you know, I'm encouraged to hear you say that. And and I think we so often when we're dealing with the struggles I loved your line about it's going to lead us to something better. Right. You know, I, I think that's, but it's not always pain-free to get to something better. No. That's true. Right. Yeah, and we're right. used to that yeah. in education. Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. But you know, it's really true. And if educators are always looking to solve a problem, I mean, that's where we are with the STEAM and STEM and yeah. the whole makerspace thing. We, we've always been that way. For a while, we were not. We were, here's this, learn it. You know, ninth graders came in, and you got a schedule, and you went to class. That's right. And now it's like, what do you think you need to take, and yeah. what would you like to take? Exactly. And where are you going? And, and I'm glad to see, I'm, I'm excited to see us embrace that. Yeah. A- and you saw that in your class when you started to move into technology. Right. You were like, okay, right. what can I do with this? How can I solve a problem? Right. Right. I can remember one time when I had my students in, we had a small little lab. We called it the Discovery Lab at that time with a bunch of iMac classics from long ago. Oh, yeah. right? <laughs> but And I remember the principal coming in and kind of walking around that room and talking and interfacing with the kids. And I realized that for two students in that room who were always in trouble all the time, that was the first time they had had a conversation with the principal that wasn't about a discipline issue. Right. Yeah. Where they could say, look what I did, I'm doing this, you know, and right. it just, it grabbed them, it was great. Now, of course, today we also deal with rising concern about too much screen time. So, you know, you have to balance that. And, and you have to always question, okay, but what's on the screen? You right, know, right. What, what are they doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. So it's always striving for balance. But, um, you know, I think when you're one person working with 30 and in some districts 35, 40 students at a time, that's a lot to juggle, you right. know. And oh, then yeah. you throw the technology <laughs> in and, and let's hope that it's working all the time right. as well. Um, so we have to be 
I think, empathetic to that, but we can't let that stop us. You know, right. we have to problem solve together yeah. and figure it out. So here at FETC, was there anything specific you were looking forward to seeing or hearing or meeting or touching or doing or hitting the vendor floor? Well, you know, what I love about FETC is, uh, and I've been coming now three or four years, and I've, as I said, been in this space quite a bit, and just you walk around and you see, oh yeah, and I saw you last year, and it's good yeah. to connect. Mm -hmm. I think more and more we realize that relationships are so critical, and it, it was my honor and privilege this year, quite honestly, to do five different, to lead five different sessions, wow. and to also do a, a Meet the Author book signing. So in those sessions, and I typically serve as the moderator, so I get to do a lot of the kind of work you get to do, sure. which I love that. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you just get to, I, you know, I got to pick the brains of the people who were on the panel. I just finished one, which was called uh, The Three C's of Being an IT Leader, uh, Critical, Compelling, and Controversial, and how oh. do we do that, you know? And they were great, and it was wonderful, and that interaction with the audience is great. And we talk about, you know, how important it is to learn from each other and to share not only the good news, but the bad news and the mistakes that you learn. I right. would much rather learn from somebody else's mistake than have to experience that mistake right, myself. Right, so yes. I'm grateful for people to do that. So it's it's that kind of thing that I think, you know, just picking up and building on those relationships and finding people to connect with to help problem solve as we face this together. We are all in this together yeah. and it is critical for our country that we get education right. And there are a lot of challenges from coming at a lot of places. So. Yeah, tremendously. Absolutely. And and I think that's one of those things that, um, and I don't know, I guess maybe I'll, I'll just ask, um, do you encounter uh, leaders, administrators, um, who maybe don't quite get that yet? Yeah, I, I, that still does exist. And part of the challenge, I think, is that our education system, it kind of goes back to the efficiency thing. Not only were we siloing children, but we siloed the way we run a school district. Mm -hmm. And heaven forbid that the curriculum director would talk to the IT director, right. you know, or anybody right. talk to the superintendent. Part of the work that I now do as a consultant is with COSIN, the Consortium for School Networking, mm -hmm. and I am their project director for their Empowered Superintendent Program. Yeah. And that is all about helping superintendents lead, and not just superintendents, but district level administrators as well, lead technology transformation. And so that when a superintendent is approached about so what are we doing about cybersecurity? The answer cannot be, go ask my IT guy. Yeah. And so it's about bringing that whole leadership group along to do that. Uh, I think in 2019, we're at a point where I don't think any superintendent can say we're not doing technology. I mean, right. it's it's no. yeah. it would be the same as saying 50 years ago, we're not doing textbooks, you know? I mean, right. you know, we, right. we're, we're gonna have to do that. But they've got a lot on their plate, mm -hmm. and and you've got to help them. You know, my role is really more about the language. How do you communicate your? First of all, how do you bring a common vision together, and then how do you communicate that vision to your board, to your community, to uh, your staff? Yeah. And and speaking of the community, I do think that's one area where the global we in education have probably not done as good a job as we need to do in educating the broader community. I think we focus on professional development a lot for everybody within the system. Mm -hmm. But again, if we're taking these most prized possessions of families, their children, we need to help them see it. And right. I think the more 
programs like what you have, the more that we can help parents to take a look at this. And if this is not what's going on in your school, maybe go talk to them about how you might get that, you know, right. and get, get that spreading some. Yeah. So uh, if our listeners want to reach out to you and get in touch with you, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, well, I am on Twitter at Ann, capital A, underscore McMullen, M-C-M-U-L-L-A-N. Okay. So that's that's a good, fast way. Uh, for those who prefer email, email is also available, and that's my first initial last name. So A-M-C-M-U-L-L-A-N at Outlook.com. And either one of those can work. And I would love to hear from your listeners. That would be great. Awesome. That would be terrific. We'll make sure we share it out. Thank you. And see how many we can get out there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Once again, thank you for sitting down with us. Oh, and thank you for your work and for spreading the word. That's that's what has to happen. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. You've been listening to a conversation recorded during the FETC 2019 conference in Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening.